Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Josh's Podcast, part two, the sequel. Happy New Year, you know, it's the beginning of a new decade, and I hope you are all doing well. Um, I thought I was going to do this episode earlier, but I was tired the day before, and my throat's been acting up, so uh, if I'm a bit quiet or there's a lot of breaks and pauses more than usual, uh, it's because my throat is like being a bit weird, but nonetheless, I gotta get this episode out. You know, it's an important one. Um, so let's get into it. The girls had another tournament, so this is going to be another tournament special episode. I'm not, uh, I'm gonna try to, you know, obviously with the whole tournament special episodes, you know, you got four games in it, and then we gotta talk about the injuries that seem to be plaguing our team. We gotta talk about the preview game around the league, and we will get to all that. Um, I'm just, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna not, I'm, I'm gonna try to not make it as long, you know, and um, this time around. I definitely don't think it will be as long because let's be honest, for those of you who are there at the games, you know, um, there were really two of them that were just, you know, not much happening and were terrible, but you know, we'll, we'll get into that. So anyway, so another tournament, um, you know, it was held at San Ysidro High School, uh, Eastlake played four games. Their first game was against Los Alamitos, and at the time when we played them, they were ranked number one in SoCal, or all of California, and they were ranked like 14th nationally, which is like just insane. That is literally insane, you know? So that game, our girls had a huge competition against. And, you know, it's funny, this whole tournament thing, because, you know, the girls weren't going to win anything. I mean, whether they won all four games they played or not, you know, it wouldn't have mattered. It would just help our rankings, which I guess is important when it comes to CIF and things like that. But, you know, there's no, what, shirt, medal, trophy. There's none of that. So, you know, it's all about the rankings and standings at this point and just overall fun, good football competition. So anyway, that Los Alamitos game was the first one we played again, 14th nationally absolutely insane and you know we're gonna get right into that game right now so Candice Naboli put the team in a 4-3-3 formation which was very expected uh they had Mia Shallot start at goal Nat Borba the back four consisted of Nat Borba and Tori Innumerable at the fullback spots Alexi and Cam remained in the center back positions Ruby McFarland is still hurt and trust me I will go throughout the injuries through this episode I will and towards the, uh, when I'm done talking about all the games, I will list all the players who are kind of, like, missing or injured or away if I, like, didn't get all of them already. So we'll make sure of that. But anyway, so Ruby's still injured, so you had Alexi and Cam back there. The midfield, the three in midfield, um, we've pretty much established who's going to be our starting midfield for the rest of the season if everyone stays healthy it's going to be olivia it's going to be danny and it's going to be taylor like that's a given at this point so they started and then the top three uh was uh paulina brooke and ava you had pow and ava as the wingers and then brooklyn daily playing the number nine role so that first game um the first half of the game Los Alamitos had Eastlake, you know, nipping at their heels a bit, like, a lot. They had the most amazing ball control I've seen out of 
literally any team Eastlake has played this season. And I guess when you're ranked 14th nationally and number one in California, like you're gonna, you kind of expect that. But it was amazing their ball control, you know, just bringing it down. The passing was absolutely incredible by this team. They moved the ball very, very well. And right from the off, it's like, oh boy, you know, this is gonna be a hard game for the girls, you know, because this is a team, you know, very good technically and whatnot. And they were good in other areas as well. Um, so yeah, the, the first half, you know, East, you know, East, like they couldn't really do much. They really couldn't. Um, Los Alamitos, you know, kept pushing and, you know, Mia Shalit, our goalkeeper, she had to make a couple of saves. Um, one of them I thought was world class. Um, one of the, the Los Alamitos girls, she like cut into the box and she tried to whip in a high curve shot and Mia just, you know, fully stretched herself, laid herself out in the air and just palmed that away, which was awesome. And, you know, they, they were, you know, passing around our girls and whatnot. Um, you know, whenever we got the ball to midfield, though, I thought we were doing okay. You, you know, um, Liv, Taylor, and Danny, you know, they were working as hard as they could in the midfield, but they weren't getting much end product at all. Uh, first half substitutions, um, Ali came on for Powell, so they switched Brooke over to the wing, and then Ali at the number nine role to see if that would work a bit better. And, you know, Ali had, you know, a few, a few uh, balls played her way hold up, but wasn't much she could do about them she was dispossessed quickly in a way um aliana came on for nat charlie adams made her way onto the pitch for danny at one point um and then miranda eventually came on but there wasn't much going on that first half i mean los alamitos looked frustrated themselves that they couldn't score so i have to give points and credit to the back four our back line because trust me our defense right now especially like after these four games like it like it just got worse and i'm not saying it got worse playing i'm saying it got worse with injuries that's what i mean by that because um it, it, i mean it just did i mean you know nat borba was uh, this season or well, more recently this season has played like 15 20 minutes and then she just comes off and then aliana replaces her you know and it's because she's injured you know because she's injured so I guess what Candace, you know, but, uh, you know, Nat, she's a tough cookie. So, you know, I guess she's like trying to fight and play her way through the injury. But at one point, you know, you know, you just stop playing because you really don't want to risk that. So, I mean, Aliana is very, very good. You know, I think her and Nat are very, very good fullbacks and you can start either one of them. But, you know, what's interesting to me is Tori Innumerable starting at a fullback spot. And I get I get the thinking behind that. I really do because, you know, Tori usually plays out on the wing, right? So in this case, it's like, all right, well, you know, you'll help the attack by playing as a fullback and, you know, you'll just defend. But Tori Innumerable is not a defender, you know, maybe a secondary position for her. But, you know, overall, she's not a defender. Yet, I thought in the first half, you know, she held up pretty well. She held up pretty well. So props to her. And, you know, first half ended nil-nil, which, you know was probably the best we could do. And then the second half, um, second half was interesting. And here's why. So Mia came out, Leilani replaced her. Uh, Sophia Valencia came in at the fullback position to replace Nat Borba. Aliana Silva was on the other side. And then um, Cam and Alexia were still the center backs. And to be quite honest, um, 
I uh, I I like that. I like that Sofia Valencia got the start in the second half because I really do believe she helped with the um, build up play in some things. And you know she was she was having a decent game, so I'm glad they brought Sofia in. And then of course you know you got to put Aliana there if you have her available. The midfield was unchanged in the second half. You had Liv, you had Taylor, and you had Danny. And then the top three. Uh, one change, you had Brooke and Ava on the wings this time, Powell on the bench, and then Ali at the number nine role. So the second half was better. You know, I thought Eastlake played much better. We got more chances, opportunities. Uh, Los Alameda scored the first goal, and it, it was a weird goal. Like, you couldn't do much about it, like, because they shot it, and it took a deflection. And Leilani had jumped the way the ball was originally going before it got deflected. And then, like... It, it was weird, like the box was covered, and I think it took another deflection somehow, some way. Uh, maybe off Sophia, I think. I think it was off I, I don't know. I can't remember. And then Leilani almost got to that. Like, she was super close, but it went in the back of the net, and it's like, oh, come on. You know, like, no one likes own goals, especially like that. You know, Leilani was a bit flat-footed, and I mean, I was surprised she got her fingertips on the ball when it took that second one and went in. So it's like, okay, we conceded an own goal. You know, obviously this is a top team. Can we get back into it? And the way Eastlake did, I love the way they did it because, you know, they finally started picking up their attacking shape, right? You know, they finally were pushing up forward, you know, playing with, you know, I, you know, they weren't playing with any fear really when they were like trying to go up and trying to risk and create chances, you know? And this is something that, I believe I do believe the team has I I do believe that Eastlake has struggled in the final third uh, you know in some games rather than others and you know this tournament overall kind of showed you know what we can and can't and what we can do in the final third when we create more chances and what we can't do but this time around the second half they were doing well they were pushing the ball up you know we were getting players forward um Miranda, I remember Miranda came on, Powell came on as well, so Powell and Miranda provided some speed, some electri- electricity there, oh, eccentricity, I don't know, jeez, um, uh, I, I remember G came on, I was very happy to see G come on, because again, she's a very good player, I like G's footwork, you know, her work rate is pretty good as well, Ali came back on eventually, and so did um, Ava and Danny as well, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, so the second half, again, um, it wasn't too memorable other than the goals. So I'll get into that. Like Eastlake was going back and forth, but then we caught Los Alamitos and we were pushing up and they were like bad at the back. Don't know what happened to them, but we were pushing up, you know, we whip across in, you know, we're in the box and then I think Olivia shoots. It takes a bit of a deflection, you know, and the keepers are out. And, you know, we got, like, three girls in the box with the keeper trying to get back to the net and one defender. And Ava Weiss just takes a crack at the ball with her left or right foot, I believe. And it hits off of the, the, the defender's, like, hands in a way. Definitely a handball. The ref called the penalty. But if I'm being honest, uh, Ava Weiss should have scored that goal, you know. Um, you know, no offense to Ava or anything, but I do believe Ava should have scored that goal. Unfortunately, she shot it right in the middle, right at the defender, but it's okay because, you know, I guarantee you nine times out of ten, Ava scores that goal. So it hit the girls in a hand. Referee calls handball. 
up comes the uh, penalty, right? And I was thinking, okay, who's taking? Is it Liv or is it Danny? Danny took the penalty. She she placed it perfectly. The keeper dove the right way, by the way, but Danny put it out of her reach. Brilliant taking penalty. And then for the rest of the game, Eastlake had really good fight in them, you know? They really did. They played hard, and um, they got the second goal because they. I remember they played a ball to Miranda. She ran out on the wing, and then Miranda just whipped in a beautiful, beautiful cross. And then Ali Terrio ran in, made a perfect run in the box, and then volleyed that in. And, you know, right over the goalkeeper. She volleyed it right over the keeper. You know, nothing the keeper could do about it. Keeper tried. Doesn't matter. And then the girls, they um, they held on for the rest of that game. You know, it was, do- it was some dodgy defending at the end. I'm not going to lie. There was some dodgy defending. We couldn't really clear the ball, but thankfully... We did towards the end, and we beat the number 14th ranked team in America, and that is awesome. You know, that is superb, and that definitely helped us with our rankings. You know, I mean, how could it not? So that was great, um, and it just goes to show that these girls, like, they really can beat anyone. You know, they really, really can, you know, so I, you know, I'm really hoping for more performances like that in the future. So, yeah, but overall, you know, good fight, good game, and I'm glad they found their goals. And so the second game happened later on that afternoon. The girls were definitely a bit tired. We played Villa Park. Uh, Candace started in a 4-3-3 formation. She had Mia in goal, uh, Nat Borba, and Tori Innumerable starting at the fullback, and Alexia and Cam as the center back. So an unchanged four from the first half of the first game. And then the midfield was the same. You had Liv, Taylor, and Danny. And the top three were was different. It was uh, Brooke, Ali, and Ava this time around. So, yeah. Um, I, I, be- I, I believe. I believe at this point in the game. I, I believe at this point, um, Pau got injured. This is like when Pau injured her ankle. I think it was around the first game. But at this point, she's injured, so she's out. But that Brooke, Brooke, Ali, and Ava, that's still a very solid starting three. And it will probably be our starting three going forward. You know, don't know about that yet. But so, um, second game's going on, right? And, you know, it was frustrating. This game was very, very frustrating because Villa Park was very, very... Um, they were very, very organized, you know, structure-wise, they were very organized. I thought their midfield was pretty good at staying organized. But overall, I, I really didn't think their midfield could create much. And then their defenders, they just stayed disciplined and made it very hard for us to do anything. I mean, you know, we pushed up. I, I mean, we only made three substitutions in the first half. Uh, Aliana came on for Nat, which was expected, and then... Miranda came on for Ali, which put um, Brooke in the middle, the nine. And then Charlie Adams came on for Ava at one point. You know, and, you know, they, 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 nobody could do much that first half. It was very much like the Los Alamitos game where no one could do anything, you know. And Villa Park, they, they also couldn't do anything too much in the first half, except, um, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to their star player in a minute because she just went off in the, second half i mean shoot so actually let me just get into it right now so villa park at this player this girl number 13 who was absolutely spectacular and fabulous amazing speed i mean i think she was the fastest player on the pitch 
Like, no joke. I think she's fast. She's definitely the fastest player on their team. And I think she's the. And then I think if she had a foot race against anybody on our team of East Lake, I think she would have won. So overall, she was the fastest player, period, out there. Unbelievable ball control and unbelievable skills and footwork. It was, it was, it was actually, it was, it was extremely fun to watch her. It was fun to watch her play. Unfortunately, she played for the other team and caused our defense a lot of problems. In the first half, we kept up with her though, which was good. Um, the second half started. Mia remained in goal, and then Tori and Tori and Aliana started at the fullback spots. Alexia and Cam were both at the center back positions. Liv, Taylor, and Danny were our midfield, and you know Brooke, Ali, and Ava were our three forward up, uh, three up top, and. Again, we couldn't create chances through this game much. You know, we we just really couldn't. I think maybe we won like a free kick or two, maybe a corner or two, but we didn't do much. It it, it was a very unmemorable game, to be honest with you. And the only thing that was really memorable was uh, how how much of how much that how much that girl on their team number thirteen like trouble she gave our defense because the goal they scored like they got it to her and she just flicked it up and she took off running and alexia cam one of our center backs we were trying to keep up with her but she was just so so fast and it's ridiculous like you know those are the types of players that are game changers they really are because if you can continue to run full speed and not miss a beat like you did in the first half that is unbelievable that's what i you know that those are top players. Those are world class players, and I do believe she's top class and world class in that sense. Because you know our defenders were tired, and it was our second game, and it was theirs as well. And she just kept it up. You know, she just kept going, and eventually she got the ball. She turned. She made a few moves. I think we had maybe one or two defenders around. It doesn't matter. She took a dribble, fired in a shot, and she got it past Mia. And it, it, just an unbelievable individual effort put her team on her back and score. And after she scored that goal, it was pretty much game over. I mean, nothing else really happened. Again, like their midfield had a good structure, but couldn't really create much. Uh, our midfield couldn't really do anything. Uh, Miranda and G came on. So did Sophia. Uh, Char- Charlie came on as well, but they they didn't, nothing much happened. So that game, unfortunately, ended in a loss 1-0. But unbelievable individual effort by that girl to score and put the team on her back so you know i highly doubt i really highly doubt eastlake will ever encounter another forward like her again uh this season but if they do you know you you just you just got to deal with her maybe i i don't even know if there's anything you can really do about it but hopefully they don't but you know unfortunately eastlake just we couldn't create chances as well, and it was a tough loss. You know, tough loss. Moving on to the third game against Cardinal Gibbons. Okay, I have... Oh, this was the... Okay. Mm, how do I... How do I, I don't want to... Okay, I'll just go into it. So this third game against Cardinal Gibbons, it was the worst performance I think I've ever seen Eastlake play this season. It was absolutely terrible and abysmal. Um, you know, I, I do believe this was their worst game of the season. You know, it it was worse than, it was definitely worse than the 1-0 loss to OLP. It was 
definitely, in my opinion, was worse than the 1-0 loss against Aliso because at least we had a few chances against Aliso, you know, and, you know, Cardinal Gibbons didn't play the long ball. Like, they, they kind of played... It was it was just terrible. Okay, it was a terrible game. Um, let me just get right into it. Uh, so Mia started in goal. Aliana and Tori were at the full back positions. Cam and Alexia were at the center back positions. Then you had Liv, Taylor, and Danny as your midfield, and then Ava, Ali, and Brooke. So unchanged, but um, the girls just looked so tired out there on the pitch. You know, like, and maybe it really was because you know I I do blame scheduling. I do blame scheduling as part of this, and I really don't. Usually, I don't like to blame fatigue or scheduling around this, but this time, I'm going to say it was a, a little bit of a factor because, again, they played two games the game the day before, and the very next day, early in the morning, you're playing another one, you know? So that definitely is a little bit of a factor, but, you know, it doesn't take away from the fact of how bad this game was for Eastlake. Um... You know, G came on in the first half. Oh, yeah, so the big thing in the first half was Olivia Sekimoto played 10 minutes and then got subbed off because she picked up an injury. I I, I think it was, like, something with her leg. I some some injury maybe with her leg or something. So G came on, you know. And then eventually Miranda came on, Sophia came on, um, and then that was about it. You know, I mean, Ali and Tori got subbed, but they eventually... Uh, no, 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 my bad. Tori got subbed, but then eventually came back on, I believe. So there's that, but the first half of that game, like, I literally... um, I literally... for Like, that game was so unmemorable for me and so bad that I literally forgot if Cardinal Gibbons scored in the first or second half. And... um. I, I, I'm just going to say they scored in the first half because I, I don't remember in the second half. I don't, I, I really don't believe it. I think they scored in the first half. We'll just go with that. They scored in the first half and I can't really remember even how they scored their goal. It, maybe it was placement. I don't know. I really don't. But the point is the girls looked so gassed out there, lack of creativity, lack of anything really again it was a terrible performance um you know um i'm i'm not singling anyone out here but like an example would be like ava ava weiss looked so tired there out there on the pitch ava looked so tired and um i really do think it has to do with the fact of the scheduling but ava looked so tired out on the pitch like every now and then some through balls would be played to her and you know Balls that you kind of expect Ava Weiss, you know, to get to. And she just didn't, you know. And it's like, wow, okay. Uh, you know, and, and it wasn't only her. It was our other wingers as well that were just too tired to, like, catch up to balls or chase or do much of anything. So, you know, it, it wasn't just Ava. It was the rest of the team as well. Um, I, I, I mean, Danny... I'll, I'll I'll give Danny this though. Danny tried to create chances. I mean, whenever Danny had the ball, she tried to create chances and move up forward. But uh, the chances she created, it, there was no end product, no end product whatsoever. Um, nobody was making any runs anytime a ball was sent forward. I mean, just no one, you know. And every now and then, if we did get down there on the end of the pitch, 
You know, no one moved. No one moved. Like, no one made a second run when the first run didn't work. People were just standing there, just waiting for the ball to be passed. It's like, no, you need to make another run. You need to make another run. And then there were other times during the game where, you know, the ball would be kind of going out of bounds, right? It, it, would, it would be heading in that direction. And instead of maybe trying to get a foot to keep it in their head, they just, you know, the girls just ball watched and let it out. And it's like, oh, come on, you know, make that effort. Try to keep it in. You're down by a goal. You know, I, that game, I, I really hope Eastlake doesn't play another game like that because that was, it was bad. That was really, really bad for the team. And I get it. The scheduling sucked. It, the scheduling really does suck. And then, you don't have some top players. You have, you know, injuries. You know, Liv, your superstar mid is injured. And then, you know, you have Emily Barrero still isn't back. Um, you know, Nat Borba is injured as well. Um, Alexis Almeria is also on vacation. So I get it. You know, you had some players that's like, you know, it, it just it, it just didn't help. And the lack of chances and end product uh by east lake in the final th- in the final third of this of the pitch especially was horrid terrible um in the second half leilani started in goal uh sophia and aliana played at the fullback spots alexia and cam played at the center backs taylor danny and g started in the midfield because again Liv is injured so g replaced her and then brooke ava and ali were the top three forwards um Miranda came on in the second half, couldn't do much. Sarah Faheron came on for Tori at one po- uh, point um, when uh, Tori got subbed in after Ava came out. Um, also, Sarah, I thought Sarah Faheron should have played much more that tournament, especially with the defensive injuries. I was thinking in my head, why the heck is Sarah Faheron not out there on the pitch right now? I mean, she needs more minutes to improve, to unlock her full potential, and I've said that before, but she's just not getting it. And to me, that doesn't really make sense when you have, you know, injuries to so many defenders. It's like, well, you know, why not just put her there? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's, you know, I, I really don't know why. I, I just don't, you know, and I, I probably never will know why. I don't know if it's because, you know, I, I just don't know. Um, anyway, so second half, you know, Eastlake, you know, again, they just didn't play very well. Cardinal Gibbons had a few more chances to score, but uh, Leilani stood tall in goal. She blocked one. She blocked two shots from like point blank range. So I got to give it to Leilani. I applaud her for, um, you know, keeping those out because those were not easy saves to make, and she did it anyway. So that's good to know. So you know, great job, Leilani. But other than that, you know, again, nothing was really happening. The girls just looked gassed and tired. There was no fight in the team. There was no fight whatsoever. And it was a very frustrating game for everyone. For the coach, I assume for the players, for the parents, definitely, for the fans. for the. It's a game that, you know, Eastlake needs to look at and be like, we cannot play like this again all season. Because if we did, I mean, if they played like that against Mar Vista, Mar Vista would have beat them 2-3-0. I guarantee, as bad as they are, I guarantee you if we played like that against Mar Vista, they'd beat us. You know, just to put that into perspective. Because Cardinal Gibbons, I thought, you know, they, Cardinal Gibbons was nowhere near Los Alamitos. They were not as good as Villa Park. So, 
just goes to show, can't play like that again. So we're just going to put that game behind us and move on to the last game of the tournament. So the fourth game was against Oak Hills. And I got a decent amount to say about this game because Candice Naboli started in a different formation. And I guess that was the right call to make because of the injuries. So maybe you don't have the players that you want to piece in your formation. So you switched it up, which I thought was brilliant tactically. You had me in goal. So you had a back four of Aliana Silva, Sofia Valencia at the fullbacks, and then Alexia Santos. And then get this, Taylor Summit playing center back. That's how bludgeoned and injury-played our defense is right now, that we have to put Taylor Summit as a center back. Okay. I mean, holy crap, Taylor Summit has played as a forward midfielder and now defender this season. You know, I mean... If you ask Taylor Summit, hey, Taylor, what position do you play in soccer? Her answer would be yes. That would be her answer because she, play, she plays everywhere, it seems. Um, so she played as a center back. And then the four, it was a 4-4-2 from the looks of it. So you had um, Miranda play as like the right mid, Brooke as the left mid, and then G and Miranda as the two center midfielders. And then the two forwards were Ali and Ava, which is really interesting because you can get some speed and nice footwork out of Ava. And then you can get strength and like power and hold up build up out of Ali. So I thought that was really interesting. And um uh let's see. Uh Sarah came on in the first half and did alright. Charlie and Tori also came on in the first half and you know they did okay. They did their jobs, you know. But let me tell you something. The first half of that game ended nil-nil. But it was but here's the thing. Eastlake in that first half, they got off to such a quick start. Opening two minutes, you know, Brooklyn Daily whips it in, or like so somebody whips it in, and maybe Brooke got on the end of it. You know, we had a few chances early on in the game, and it's like, yes, keep pushing. You know, it, it was such a different team from that Cardinal Gibbons game. It was kind of like a wake up call. The girls had fight in them, they had spirit in them this game. And, you know, especially with all the injured players they had, but. It was unbelievable the way they played. Um, you know, again, they had the fight. They had the spirit. They they had energy. They had energy this game, and they showed it that first half. And, you know, some people may say, oh, geez, you know, the score is 0-0 zero, zero after the first half. What a boring game of football. But no, even though the first half ended 0-0, zero, zero, it was such an exciting game because, you know, both teams had chances, and our defense dealt with them, you know. Um, Mia dealt with whatever she had to deal with, so that was great. And the first half, you know, again, just energy, the team working together. All they needed to find was the end product. But you felt it coming because, you know, they were doing better. They were just doing better. And that's the kind of spirit and energy Eastlake always need to play with. So let's get into the, um, so let's just, oh, by the way, Danny Chavira was awesome that whole game. She was unbelievable and amazing. You know, and, and you wonder with Liv injured, you, you know, you wonder who, how are Eastlake going to score? You got to find a, another different way to score. And Danny definitely stepped it up that game, you know, and I'm just going to get into the second half so I could talk about what happened there more. So second half, Leilani started in goal. Aliana and Sophia started at the fullback positions. Alexia and Taylor were the center backs. And oh, yeah, different formation. So the second half. Uh, the way I saw the girls lined up in the second half, they were in a four-two-three-one formation. So you had Alexia and Taylor at the center back, Sophia and Aliana at the fullbacks. 
you had G and Danny as the two central defense midfielders. Then you had uh, Brooke and Miranda as the left mid and right mid. Ava as the center attacking mid. And then Ali as the center forward or striker. Which I thought was an interesting formation. And obviously throughout the game, I felt that the girls, you know, changed it up a bit. But what's really interesting is that, you know, you see Ava playing in midfield, you know. And it's like as a center attacking mid. And you're like, wow, Ava can totally play this spot. And I guarantee you Brooklyn Daly could as well. So that was exciting to see. Um, Tori came on. She did fine. Charlie came on, did fine as well. I, Mia came on as a field player at one point. She was up on the attack again, which, you know, was that's always fun to see. Sarah came on at one point, you know, and she did better. I thought Sarah did fine that game. She did all right. Um, Charlie, Charlie Adams did her job as well when she came on, you know, nothing too spectacular per se out of Charlie, but I, Charlie Adams definitely has spectacular moments. I do feel she just needs the ball a bit more to show it. Um, yeah, uh. So through that second half, you know, Eastlake had that same energy, that same fight, that same let's get that goal mentality against Oak Hills. And that Oak Hills team, I mean, they they weren't bad. That Oak Hills team wasn't bad at all. They had a forward that was extremely powerful and quick with pace and whatnot. And so, you know, on the defense dealt with her. Props to Taylor Summit for playing the center back position and, you know, keep helping, keep a clean sheet. I think that is spectacular. You know, absolutely spectacular. Cam was injured, so she couldn't play. So spectacular job by Taylor. And then G coming in to uh, obviously replace Olivia. You know, G showed some moments of brilliance as well, you know, with her footwork and her passing. And again, G has a high work rate. And she show and, you know, you can definitely see it when it's happening, when she's fighting back for the ball and she wins it. That's awesome by G, you know. And then our forwards did, you know, they were creating chances, which was fine, you know. They kept going and going. And eventually Eastlake finally broke through and got the goal we needed. So what happened was um, um, the ball was played. It was around the box. And, you know, the, uh, in my opinion, this was a bit more of a mistake by the Oak Hills defense than it was of our attacking offensive brilliance because – it was like kind of played in. Danny and Ava, I believe, were closest. And then it kind of hit off of a foot of one of the Oak Hills players. And then Danny Tavira, like, was like, again, she was closer to the attack. And she just ran, you know, got the ball at her foot. And we're like, oh, you know, here we go. And then she finished. She she finished the goal with her left foot. You know, and Danny Tavira's right foot. And so she finished the, sh- uh, the goal with her left foot, weak foot. She placed it perfectly. Keeper almost got to it but couldn't. And East Laker up 1-0. And that is brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. And that is an example that all East Lake players need to know and see. That whenever you're closest to the attack and the ball. And the ball even takes a little nick off of the defender's foot. You sprint towards that thing. You get a foot on it. And then, you know, even if it's on your weak foot. Even if it's on your weak foot, take the shot, you know. I feel East Lake, the reason why, the summer, the reason why they don't take shots is because it's on their weak foot. Which is something, you know, you need to practice. You know, you need to use your weak foot. It is such an advantage when you do know how to use it well and practice with it. And, you know, Danny used her weak foot, placed the shot pretty well. It went in 1-0 to Eastlake. You know, and they pretty much sought out the rest of the game. Uh, I thought Sophia Valencia, 
worked her bollocks off. She played her heart out. She played her socks off. And honestly, um, uh, it's so unfortunate she got injured towards the end of the game. I think it had something to do with her ankle. Like, that really saddened me to see because if she's not injured, you know, I say start Sofia Valencia next game. Especially if Emily Barrero is not going to be there, start Sofia Valencia. I thought that game, Sofia Valencia made herself undroppable and she needs to be started. I really do believe that. And when Emily Barrero does come back, because I'll be honest with you, Emily Barrero needs to start every game. Every, every game. Every game Emily Barrero needs to start, okay? And um, yeah, I've said that before and I'm sticking by that. She really does. I thought it really hurt our defense for the games that we lost that, you know, she wasn't there. But, you know, I um, I would say start Emily Barrero and then start Sofia Valencia at the other fullback position because I thought she really earned it and deserved it that game, you know. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Aliana Silva. Again, Aliana Silva is a great player. I'm not taking anything away from her. I'm really not. But, you know, it's just um, I feel... The offense for Oak Hills mostly in the second half and some of the first came to Sophia's side more and she just shut them down and did so well. And, and that, that's the only reason if they were playing more on Aliana's side and she did just as well, give Aliana the start. But in this case, Sophia, you know, but unfortunately she's injured and I don't know how long she'll be injured out for. So that kind of blows any chance of that. But other than that, such a great job. But um, my... Uh, I just have to say this, the player of that game, Danny Chavira, Daniela Chavira, the, our magician, our beloved magician, played the game that whole way, and not only because she got that goal, you know, well, I mean, well, no, 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 not only because she got that goal, it has a little part to do with just the rest of the game she played, you know, obviously how she got it was good, but Danny Chavira showed why she's top class and world class, like, again, during that game. I think that's one of her best games of the season. She's she her footwork is unbelievable and arguably arguably the best in the team. I mean, she at one point I was kind of laughing during the game because a girl tried to take her on and then Danny made like two moves around her and the girl literally ran in a circle trying to find her and where the ball was that she literally like ran in a circle and I went, oh, you know, or something like that. I, w I was just laughing about it because it was fun. To it was so fun to watch that. And then, you know, Danny took on, you know, two, three players and, you know, she got past all of them and, you know, the defense didn't really know what to do running at her because she could lay off. She could, you know, so much. At one point, Danny got triple teamed and almost got out of that as well. But, you know, like, the point is, like, Danny scared the hell out of those Oak Hills players. I mean, every time, like, especially towards the end of the second half, every time she touched the ball, you would see players, they would just back off of her. They would just back off because, you know, they were scared. You don't want to get juked again. You don't want her to pass you up. They were scared of her, you know, and I love that, you know. And I do believe every East Lake player can instill fear into the other players, like, hey, you better watch out, you know? And I thought Danny did such an amazing job of, you know, putting fear into the other players where they just backed off, you know? They didn't want to take her on, and that is awesome. So, yeah, that's that. 
but anyways, that's a great way to end the tournament. It's a really, really great way that Eastlake ended it with fight, with energy, with spirit, you know. Just great job, girls. Great job to the girls for closing out that tournament. Everyone worked their socks off that last game. And, you know, as a fan, you couldn't ask for more than all that hard work and passion. You know, you just hope that the girls can carry that on for the rest of the season. Because it is the middle of the season. Hasn't it gone by quick? It's the middle of the season and it's gone by quick. So, that's that. Anyway, let's get into around the league. Around the Metro Mesa League, what's been going on? To be honest, not much. Other than he's like, of course, because we're the best. Anyway, so at the top of the standings, weirdly, you got our blood rivals, Benita, with a 3-1, three win, one loss, two draw record. We are Eastlake are second with nine wins. Otay Ranch is third with four wins, two losses, and a draw. Chula Vista, fourth with five wins, five losses, one draw. Olympian in fifth with three wins and four losses. Montgomery in sp- oh sorry guys yeah, I I'm stupid Montgomery in sixth with five wins three losses and two draws but Montgomery's been on like a three four win winning four game winning streak so they're in form watch out and then Mar Vista bottom last of the table two wins nine losses and that's not gonna change anytime soon so that's what's happening around the Metro Mesa League and um, you know I'm gonna jump right into the preview so preview game east lake's next game is you know tomorrow against um grossmont but by the time that most of you will be hearing this recording already it will either be that day the game will be over but here's the preview against grossmont grossmont are a team that are six wins two losses one draw so decently good team January 6th, 4 o'clock p.m. at Eastlake High School, so I'll be able to do commentary again, and it's a home game. I'm excited for it. Unfortunately, um, it's only, again, the girls barely get a break, I swear. It's only like, the girls get like a day of rest, and then there's a game the next day. So, yeah. Anyways, um, so I'm not too sure how to preview this game because... Candice Naboli can play the team in a 4-3-3 formation, a 4-4-2 formation, or a 4-2-3-1 formation. Now, okay, before I get into formations of who I think Candice might play or who I think should be in the lineup, let me just, let me go through the injuries that this team has. Let me go through the injuries and the players that are, that just seem to be missing from the squad. Let me just go through that first. And all of those players that I list will not be in my preview for the starting lineup because that's just how unsure I am about injuries and when people will return, okay? So you got Nat Borba, and I believe Nat Borba has tendonitis. She has something relating to tendonitis or something like that. Um, That's what Nat Borba has, so that's what she's injured with. Don't know when she's going to be back. Sophia Valencia injured her ankle last game against Oak Hills. Don't know when she's going to be back. Um, Annette Corona, I, I honestly don't know what the heck happened to Annette. I really don't. So I have no timetable of when Annette's going to be back. Um, Olivia Sekimoto, again, uh, I think it's probably best if you just rest her the Grossmont game and just wait till the league's back starts up again. I, I still don't know if she has like maybe around that, le- maybe like a leg injury. There's stiffness there. So I... She could be back for the Grossmont game, but I'm going to play it safe and just say, you know, if she's not, she's not. So there's Liv. Pow has an ankle injury as well. 
Don't know when she's going to be back. Heather Madison, I feel, has barely played at all. This, like, we haven't really seen much of Heather. So I don't really know what's going on with Heather. Alexis Almeria, um, last I checked, took a trip up north or somewhere with snow. So I don't know. Maybe Alexis is still playing in the snow, so she probably won't be there. Um, Emily Barrero, she is still in Puerto Rico probably as we speak. But I do have a timetable for her. She should be back when Mon- uh she should be back for the next league game, which is on the tenth. So that's when Emily should be back. And please, Emily, come back, please. Um, Lauren De La Torre, don't know what's going on with her either. Again, she's like barely played this season. Um, don't know. I don't think she's injured. Maybe she went on vacation as well. I don't know her case. Um, Cam Purvis. She had a hip injury. Her hips or something were hurt, and that's why she wasn't against Oak Hills. So with Cam, again, I don't know the timetable on her. I'm just hoping she's back for league. Uh, Issa Rivera, you know, Issa has had that nagging ankle injury since the Aliso uh, tournament. And um, I talked to Issa, and she said, Issa says she should be back. She could be back Monday against Grossmont. So that's a positive. You know, she could be back if she's not. Again, I'm really hoping she's back for the league. And then Ruby McFarland, I I, I believe it has to... Gosh, is it another ankle injury or a leg injury? I I think that's what injury Ruby has at the moment. And uh, as as, so far as it looks, it doesn't seem like Ruby might be coming back anytime soon. So that's that. Anyway, that is a ton of players I just named and listed that were injured or off vacationing somewhere. So those names will not be in my preview for the starting lineups of what Candace could do against Grossmont. Okay, just putting it that way. So anyway, 4-3-3, you know, if Candace wanted to play a 4-3-3 against Grossmont, you know, um, by the way, I'm starting Mia at goal in every position because, you know, that seems to be the trend, start Mia. So put Mia in goal and then have Aliana Silva at the fullback, you know, have her at the fullback. She has been a starter before and can definitely start. And then, you know, put Tori at the other fullback as well. You know, because, you know, she she's just going to have to play that position. And then Alexia as our center back. And then Taylor Summit put her back in that center back position. I'm really praying that one of our center backs is better, though, so Taylor doesn't have to do that. But, yeah, so put Taylor in that center back position. For our midfield three, it would, in my opinion, you should start G. You have to start the magician, Danny Chavira. And then start Charlie Adams, you know. I think Char getting a start would be brilliant. So start Charlie Adams, you know, see how that plays out. And then the top three is going to remain pretty much unchanged. Brooke on the wing, Ava on the wing, and then Ali at that number nine role. That would be who I would think Candace. you know, I think Candace should start at the 4-3-3. Who knows? If Candace wanted to play in a 4-4-2 against Grossmont, Again, me and goal, the back four would be unchanged. You know, Aliana, Tori at the fullbacks, Alexia, Taylor, center backs. The four midfielders, though, I'm thinking put Ava as like a left mid and Miranda as a right mid, right? And then have G and Danny play the two center midfielders. And then have Brooke and Ali as the two strikers and forwards. I mean, just think of that. That's kind of scary, Putting Brooke and Ali as the two strikers because, you know, you got power in both of them. You know, you got power in both of them, which is scary. And then, you know, Ali has a bit of pace. You know, Brooke definitely has pace as well. So that could be a bit scary, those two playing up front together. 
Or if you want, you could put Ava with Ali and Brooke um, at the left mid or right mid position. Doesn't matter. But if it's a four four two, maybe that. And then if you if you wanted to go back to a four two three one, start me in goal again. The, the defense is the same. Aliana and Tori at fullbacks. Alexi and uh, Taylor at center backs. And then at the two center defense mids positions, have G and Danny start there. And then the three. Uh, the other three mids, Brooke and Miranda at the left mid and right mid positions. Ava Weiss as the center attacking mid. And then um, Ali Terrio starting at the number nine role. But um, I honestly believe that Ava and Brooke can interchange if they play that way. I think that Brooke would be a good center attacking mid as well. And I think Ava you know, would be good out as the right mid or left mid, obviously, I think she'd be good as there. So you could interchange those positions, whatever the manager wants. So that's that. But again, uh, so that's my preview to the Grossmont game, you know, of the formations each they could play in and what players with my, you know, with my knowledge of who, you know, I'm playing it safe, just in case all those players I said are still vacationing or they're still injured, you know. So hopefully Eastlake can come out and take this game to Grossmont like we did to Oak Hills. Because, you know, Grossmont didn't want... So originally, uh, Eastlake wasn't supposed to necessarily... Maybe was supposed to play Grossmont, but we asked them, Hey, can we cancel the game because our girls are tired? We've been fatigued. And Grossmont said no, which I guess makes sense because if they beat us, that could help their standings and rankings. So I'm hoping that the girls say, All right, you wanted this game. On our home turf, you know, I say, let's take it to Grossmont, take it to them, you know, you know, show them why they didn't, they shouldn't have wanted to play you in the first place, you know, you know, get another win, you know, drop them in the standings, you know, show them who's boss, I think, you know, just come out with flying energy and things like that. Let's beat Grossmont, you know, January 6th, you know, tomorrow, 4 o'clock p.m. Eastlake High School. I'll be doing commentary for the game. I'm really excited about that. So hopefully the girls do well and uh, win the game. And again, I just hope <laughs> some players return from vacationing or um, injury. And that's that. Anyway, um, thank you for listening. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.